set up a combined operations command to prepare for an eventual return, and in the meantime, to carry out harassing raids on the occupied coastline. Hitler attacked Russia in June 1941, and within weeks, Stalin began to urge the British Prime Minister to open a second front in France to divert the massive Nazi military pressure in the East. When the USA entered the war after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor in December 1941, the prospect of a second front dominated the meetings of the three Allied powers. Churchill and President Roosevelt had agreed that Germany must be dealt with first, and only after her defeat should they turn to the Pacific and Japan. While the Russians held on grimly during 1942, the Allied commanders debated the details and timing of an attack. The Americans favoured a direct assault on northern France, codenamed Sledgehammer for the summer of 1942. The British were sceptical, and Churchill was for a less direct approach, an attack on North Africa and the opening up of the Mediterranean. These arguments among the Allies in early summer were brought into sharp focus by the disastrous raid on Dieppe in August. This reconnaissance in force by Canadian units on a heavily fortified port cost over 3,300 casualties, out of a total of less than 6,000 taking part in the action. Bitter lessons were learned for future invasion planners. As discussions between the Allies took place on the where and when of the invasion, military personnel all over Britain were seconded for special and secret duties. Harold Pickersgill was with the 3rd Reconnaissance Regiment. My CO told me that I was posted to a thing called X-List. I'm still not sure what X-List is, really. But the first thing I did was I was sent to Dumfries, where I took part in a TEWT, T-E-W-T, a tactical exercise without troops, which was called Exercise Pinwee, Problems and the Invasion of Northwest Europe. And that was the beginning in early in, in spring 1942. Then uh, later on, I was sent out of the regiment completely. I was sent down to to London. We were still up in Scotland, doing our training for 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 the landings, and I was sent down by train and checked all the way to London. I remember in York, for instance, I had to go to the. RTO's office, and there I was asked what my mother's maiden name was, and I told the officer that I would, my mother died when I was born, and uh, he said, that's fine, that's okay, you're, you're all right, and so on, personal questions that only I could have answered, all the way down to London. In London, I was told to wait on the train, and a Canadian officer came and picked me up, took me in a staff car to Chelsea Barracks, and there I had to sign another lot of documents, the Official Secrets Act, and I met uh, a dozen other American soldiers, English and Canadian soldiers, and we learned eventually that we were to spend the next few months making relief maps of the invasion coast. We were dished out with um, ordinary ordnance maps, but they should have been bogus maps. For instance, Caen would be called Oslo, uh, I think Wistram, where, where it was the left flank of Sword Beach, had a, it was called Hillman, or, 
all had bogus names, but the, the maps they gave us were in clear, and this was a great mistake. And thanks to that mistake, we were locked up in Chelsea Barracks from October 1943 until the 3rd of June 1944. Another officer, John Morris, also found himself detached from his regular duties. About a hundred of us were sealed into a room with a, a big sort of scale model map in relief on the floor. And this turned out to be a briefing for Overlord. It was the first time I'd heard the code name. And from that we came down eventually to London again and joined the Corps headquarters as a second rate staff officer major. And we took the whole of Ashley Gardens in Victoria Street.